0: Game Cola faithful and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast number 153. Hee 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 hee. And of course as always I am your host and podcast commander Joseph Martin joined by
1: Alex the Jedi hee 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 Jedrazak, uh your jeditor in chief. I'm Blue Rider
2: and I'm a writer for Game Cola. Blue Rider.
0: You didn't you didn't Blue <laughs> well, I I right? was like thinking just right there.
2: That like episode one fifty three and super spooky, cause it's spooky day.
0: By the way, what are well, you guys dressed up
2: as for this podcast? I-
0: <laughs> I'm dressed up as I am. I am under a big old bed sheet. That is a true thing about this podcast. But I'm not trying to be a ghost. I'm trying to make the audio not as bad as it was last time. I'm. Who knows if I was successful? Only you, the listener, and me in the future editing this. As
2: Jetty and Joseph can see, I am kilometers vertex value, the evil twin brother uh, yeah. of Miles Edgeworth.
1: Yeah, much like uh, Martin Joseph uh, from the last podcast. Uh, we have. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I had to kick him out. We can't have <laughs> we can't have that going on. <laughs> I could I could dress up as Martin Joseph for one Halloween if if only Jetty you had not decided to change his hair color because that I I'm not willing <laughs> not I'm not gonna. willing to dye my hair for this day. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no matter what
2: I think yes. our oh, podcast, we could have given him like
0: a beard I think the because ab- I have a beard most of the time anyway
2: I think the abstract concept of our podcast itself is dressed up as. Not Game Cola, but Crystallis, depending on how good its costume is.
1: Well, I guess um my issue is this is going to be coming out, what, November 1st? Which I, I'm pretty sure is the least spooky day. Like, you, you would think, being that it's only the day after Halloween, that it would be approximately similarly spooky. But I, I think it's more that it is... You're three hundred and sixty-four days away from Halloween. Well, I
2: will. I think I can counter that because the Halloween movies, one and two, they take place partially like late at night. I think the second one might take place primarily on like November first, but I don't. I'm not sure exactly. They don't have the best timeline presentation. (laughs) It's
1: dark a lot. Spooky.
0: Anyways, do you know what else is spooky?
1: Video games?
0: Well, just one particular video game that was recently announced. For all of our uh moaning and complaining about the lack of indie game sequels, I guess it was finally one of these days someone was actually going to say, hey, actually, I was making a sequel. Um, Because we finally have had announced the sequel to Stardew Valley Star Two Valley. This time, there's a spooky ghost chocolate or something like that. I don't know. I didn't. I only skimmed the video, including the video title. Apparently, I skimmed that no, as that well. that was the full
2: official title. Everything you just said. <laughs> I uh,
0: I do find it interesting that I thought
1: everyone was just saying that it was like Stardew Valley. I didn't realize it was actually created by the Stardew Valley person
0: <laughs> you thought it was plagiarism you thought it was maybe not plagiarism because well, i think there it, are a lot of games that have like sort of adopted that style yeah um i thought it but, was you know, just it's from the same guy who made stardew valley he's making uh the haunted chocolatier i believe is what it's called yeah unless you throw in some more vowel sounds with those at the end like chocolatier or but something it, like it, that it's
1: chocolatier
0: Chocolater than the last game. <laughs> yes. This is true. There is then there is no chocolate in Stardew Valley, at least in the My title. The question is if um, you
2: can like dress up as Willy Wonka, because I
0: assume Almost certainly, in some capacity. Yeah. Uh but yeah, the there's a there's a trailer out. It's sort of like a really early look, uh, according to like the description of what the developer concerned ape has talked about it. Um but it the basic premise looks like Um, instead of, like, farming, it's one of those, uh, games where, like, a part of it is, like, RPG, go and collect things, you know, go fight monsters and stuff, and then you sell stuff based on your loot from those in, like, a shop, and, like, you set up your shop and set up the decor, and, like, people come in and buy things from your shop. And like that's the sort of game loop. And those, there's, a, I'm sure there's a genre name for this, like shop RPGs or something. Yeah. But and um, it's not a, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not
1: really like a tycoon game or like a, a a real shop management sim. But there is um, like what was it, Moonlighter? I played uh, a year or two ago. Um, not really Little Dragon Cafe. Um, I guess <laughs> I guess kind of like Little Dragon Cafe, but there was. Less real, uh, action adventure RPG stuff in that one, even if there was like exploration to get the, uh, ingredients. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was called. There was one that I played very briefly, but it was just such absolute garbage There's that I.
2: shift Brigade. Wished... I don't know if that was it.
1: There probably is. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> sorry, yeah, uh, oh man, it was. Just some generic game that I picked up because I was like, oh, hey, cool. That sounds like it sounds like it should be what I wanted out of Little Dragon Cafe. And then it was actually worse than Little Dragon Cafe. Like, Little Dragon Cafe. Oh, no. I, I managed to beat even if it was just like, I'm going to plow through this, uh, and just abuse all of the mechanics to get it over with.
0: Go. F- go full Aragon the feature film on your dragon and have it, like, turn from baby to adult, like, immediately.
1: Well, I I think I talked about how there's a point where you realize it doesn't matter what happens to your restaurant until the end. Mm-hmm. And there's, right. like, you have to burn through all the story stuff before you can meet the requirements to go to the next level. So I just, like just went straight to sleep Watched the next story thing went straight to sleep and like it ruined my shop's reputation but who cares because then i just burn through building my reputation get to the minimum level and then go burn through the next story that i just (laughs) don't care about but this game (laughs) looks like it might have more than that so
0: yeah the art style is like uh, not just similar i would say identical except for maybe some thematic elements like obviously like it's the exact same art style on a different setting basically if that makes sense right like it looks like it could be a very very thorough Stardew Valley mod and it might like aside from the fact that it was made by the person who made the first game it probably isn't that far off from a very in-depth Stardew Valley mod and I don't mean to say that as like a Like, a bad thing, or, like, oh, it was lazy and didn't even make a new video game. Because, like, clearly there's a lot of good things with it, and, like, yeah, why not? If it's a good system, use it.
1: I mean, Um, I might
0: not... interesting. go ahead. Mm -hmm. All I was going to say is that, like, I think part of it also helps, like, give it a through line with Stardew Valley without making it actually, like, a sequel. Right? Like, I don't think there's going to be much... There may be, like, some Easter egg references, but this isn't going to be any sort of, like, continuation of Stardew Valley aside from it's probably going to include some of the popular features and elements from Stardew Valley in whatever game loop that it has now.
2: I mean, there is a slight art style difference, I think. I mean, I'm not well versed in Stardew Valley, but they... Did like the Pokemon thing where they're little sprites and now suddenly they have legs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, I I think there is a little bit more detail. But I I just mean, I just mean, like, visually, I'm not saying that there haven't been, like, improvements. I'm saying that, like, it's very clearly not, it's not going out of its way in any respect to differentiate itself.
2: I thought that was the one thing I noticed, and I was like, I'm going to share my knowledge because I have nothing to add (laughs) for the rest of this conversation.
0: So, yeah, I mean, like, I'm ex- I'll am i probably play it because, I mean, Stardew Valley, I wasn't a big fan of farming games, and then I played Stardew Valley, and I really enjoyed it. So, I mean, I'll probably play this, too, when it comes out, just because even if it's not a genre I'm super well-versed in, especially with, like, the, the game knowledge transfer of, like, understanding the Stardew Valley loop, again, I think will, like, sort of apply here. Or at least will be interesting to, like... these two games will be very interesting to compare uh, when they come out. Um, And I am, like, legitimately excited for it. I think it's really cool. And like we said, we're always joking about how, like, indie developers should make a second video game. And (laughs) Cernay went and did it. He made the second video game. yeah, And and we have to give him props for that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and didn't take, like, 15 years to do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, I mean, this is... It's maybe a little bit longer than... Like the sequel cycle for certain things he is
2: just one guy isn't he
0: yeah like well i think i think what a lot of teams would what what a lot of people would do is like move on to having a bigger team after the commercial success of their first big hit yeah um and if he's still working mostly independently um then like yeah that's that's really impressive um I'm sure he has some, like, logistical, like, not to, not in a way to discredit, but I think just from a practical standpoint, he probably has some people that he at least collaborates with uh, for logistical stuff. But, yeah, it's, uh, as far as I can tell, he is still working at it alone um, for, like, the major game development pieces, at least. But we'll have to see more. Did you have any characters that stood out to you?
1: I looked at the trailer. You did. (laughs) (laughs) That's about all I can say. I don't know. I guess um... (laughs) there's...
0: Jetty and Blue, did you play Stardew Valley? I forget.
1: No, I didn't. I did
2: not. It's really not my type of game.
0: I feel like maybe I should have clarified that before going into it. Because I feel like almost everyone... (laughs) Most of the other people on the staff have, so I kind of just assumed that everybody had played Stardew Valley at least yeah. a little bit. No, I know, um,
1: I know, uh, it was a constant topic uh, for a brief period, or not even a brief period for much of Game uh history since, uh, well, since it was released. Um, but no, mm-hmm. I have not played it.
0: Well, maybe to celebrate, we'll see if we can set something up. And I shouldn't say that because then whenever I say things like that, they never end up happening. So why don't we just move on? To a new topic about video games, huh?
2: I'd like that. Sure. That would be good for me.
1: Let's talk about can... a different video game topic.
2: Uh there's Guardians of the Galaxy releases in a few days. I ordered it like Is two it? months ago in pre order and in and getting it the week after it releases, according to Amazon. So
0: What is the genre of that video game? I've had, is it like a, like a 3D combat with like a Mass Effect-esque moral choice dialogue options? Like, Um, is that the, to be honest, I've been
2: kind of avoiding most of the videos on it so I can be blind, but from the initial, like, reveal of it, I, from what I understand, it's sort of like Final Fantasy Thirteen or something, or Mass Effect. Yeah, gosh dang it! Which one was Thirteen?
0: Fourteen's <laughs> the internet one. Fifteen's the car. Thir- Ten is soccer. Tennis, water, space, soccer. I don't even know what eleven, twelve, and thirteen was. There a twelve? Yes, there. I
2: I think. Pretty
0: Which one is thirteen?
2: The hallway one. The
0: hallway one? The one where you just go through hallways? Pretty much I think I vaguely remember that being the running gag for a while about Final Fantasy.
2: Yeah. Except it I I I think this won't be just a hallway. There's exploration <laughs> and unlockables and stuff. I heard that <laughs>
0: What is space but the greatest hallway? The <laughs> Big hallway. Uh,
2: just a
0: really big hallway.
2: I think I heard somewhere that uh, there, was, there was a demo for, like, content creators. And in it, the your teammates after a fight would react to how much damage you let them take. And, like... Rocket would refuse to unlock the door you needed to progress, mm-hmm. so that, because you'd let him take too much damage, and then, so you'd have to try and find another way around, but there wasn't one, so they spent like 10 minutes looking around, and then they went back to the door, and Rocket was like, yeah, I knew you needed me, I just was counting right. how long it took you to ask me again. So, it sounds like there's a Is lot that- of neat character, interactions and stuff and so i'm excited also apparently even though ign's videos on how the gameplay is supposed to go are bad because whoever was recording it at ign was really bad other people make the combat look like much more fun so that is
0: is it in a similar way to, like, the other... I feel like there's, like, a a studio that makes a bunch of the Marvel games that have, like, a similar baseline. No.
2: No. Actually, the reverse is true. Marvel only, like, only outsources it to other people.
0: But they don't outsource it to the same people? No. Uh,
2: I mean, Insomniac is making Spider-Man and Wolverine, so that's, like, a big one, and then... Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics made Avengers and Square Enix is making, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So there are studios that do more than one, but it's not, it's a lot, it's pretty decentralized for the most part.
0: That's what I meant. though. like this, this, this game has sort of its roots in the style of the most that re- the more recent like Avengers, like the general uh, no, Avengers. No,
2: not it's like game. a completely different style of game. They actually like in they're they're avoiding Avengers for pretty obvious reasons.
0: Um, but it's the the gameplay style is different too.
2: Uh, from what I understand, yes, completely.
0: Okay, I believe you. At the same time, I have uh, thoughts in my brain about, like, how different can running up to people and beating them up be, <laughs> but... Well, I
2: think that that is a weird question, because Mortal Kombat is not the same as...
0: I uh, Sorry, in 3D space, specifically. Okay, I feel Tekken like is there's... not
2: the same as Xenoblade.
0: That's a... I
1: don't okay. know, but like Xenoblade is similar to like Ease 8 or whatever. Um
0: Right, right. I, I mean I should be more specific, like Devil right? Make like Cry. of like, like like running like you're running around as a third person character in a space and you run up to someone and you do like button combos. I, or is this like an RPG?
2: This uh, it isn't it has RPG elements. I don't know. How RPG it is.
0: Um, (laughs) But it's not turn-based, right? Not
2: from what I understand, but I have been avoiding it, so...
0: Well, I'm curious to to hear what your thoughts are on it. Well, I was
2: excited... I clearly do not
0: understand it very well. I was
2: really excited (laughs) to write a review on, like, as soon as I got it on launch day, but then Amazon was like, I know you pre-ordered this months ago, but... You're getting it late. We don't
1: like mm. you. <laughs> mm. Jeez, that is too Somehow bad. Somehow the chip shortage is affecting uh, printing DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, I backed to Kickstarter recently. Um, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I backed to. A- it's
0: like we're. It's like we're all the way back in 2012. No, Was I,
1: it I space believe. Boat? N- no, I believe. Uh, no, it's before two thousand twelve. I think it's like two thousand four. Um, I backed a uh a Game Boy Color game oh. that uh was so ambitious at the time that uh they stopped uh they they couldn't find a publisher because it was so late in the Game Boy Colors life cycle. Yeah, I read all like... about that and I was like, <laughs> I want to back this, but I
2: don't have money.
1: It was very expensive. Like, yeah, I, mean... I saw, I looked at it, and I was like, oh. Wait,
0: so this was a Kickstarter in 2004?
1: No. No, it's it... a Kickstarter now. Um, it's but the game... Back a
2: game I... that was in, like, development hell, for lack of a better term. Ah, yeah. okay,
0: okay, I get it. I was like, <laughs> was and... this, like, a project that started in 2004 and then, like, kickstarted in 2012? it started in, in
2: like the late and... 90s from when... yeah. I... I was reading up on the history of it, and it was pretty neat.
1: Yeah, um, that they had basically, you know, not quite completed the game, but uh, they had this very ambitious project, uh, and it looks really cool. Um, uh, You know, an RPG for the Game Boy Color. And um, they just kind of, like, lost uh, publisher interest uh, with the advent of the Game Boy Advance, and they were like, well but we have this largely developed game. (laughs) Uh, So now they are kickstarting it to complete the game and then also get, you know, physical cartridges and stuff. Um, So getting a physical cartridge uh, from the Kickstarter is on the expensive end. Um, It also looks a lot more... Well, I guess that's funny. To me, it looks a lot more expensive than it actually is uh, because it's in Canadian dollars. (laughs) <laughs> um, but well, that's why. One us...
0: uh, can you translate? Uh, well, no, I don't
2: know American dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Um, it was like ninety bucks to get the cartridge Canadian, and I think that was like. 60 or 70. Yeah. Um, which is still, I am always on the high end for a game kickstarter. In the past
2: but... on GameCo, you've talked about like, oh, people should be ready for games to jump to $80. And I was like, what is it on sale? When...
1: <laughs> 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 I wish <laughs> I could. <laughs> yeah. Um, everything. And, and like, historically, there's just kind of been a standard for like 20 years that, uh, Canadian dollars is just 30% more than American kind of regardless of what the actual exchange rate is. It's just like printed on the back of, uh, you know, the books or whatever. Yeah, um, that's,
2: that's why I'm like afraid of the American jump in video game prices. Cause that'll mean I'll pay like yeah. $120 for one game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I'm excited about I- it. Um, it's, What's the name of it? Uh, infinity. Yeah. Um. Infi-
0: like, is it spelled a weird way? Nope. It's just spelled like the regular word infinity.
1: <laughs> yes, perfect for SEO. I
0: guess, I guess, to be so, fair, they made this video game before search engine optimization yeah. existed.
1: Yeah, now, however, it is by Incubate Games, oh, yeah. which is spelled Incube
0: 8. Like the letter eight, yes. The like letter the letter eight, eight. yes. <laughs> I'm glad we all so, picked up what I meant by that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yes, it is by uh, it is infinity. So so, Jetty. Of-
0: yes. I-, I like this story a lot. Okay. It's a good yes. story. Um, but like, so like, why is it? What is so appealing about the game itself, or is it really mostly just like the story of it was a game that didn't quite make it, and now we can bring it over that final hurdle with the power of crowdfunding.
1: Yeah, so there's kind of two things um, about this for me, is that lately I have been on a bit of a thing. Actually, I'm trying to remember what the other one was. Um, I've been interested and excited about indie development of like NES games, that is, like, becoming popular lately. And, like, there's been several yeah. that have had physical cartridges. Um But there's a point where a lot of modern developers make modern development style games for the NES. So, like, Micro Mages is kind of cool, but it's also, like, a couch co-op... uh Not really, like, a roguelite but kind of it's just like you play through procedurally generated levels and get the high score. And like, I'm not, y- you can play any of those uh, for free on itch.io, you know? <laughs> um, not to insult the developers, but just like, if I am looking for something on classic hardware, I'm kind of hoping for a certain level of uh, classic styling. Um, you Yeah. Know, I don't know how excited I would be if it went full Dragon Warrior and had you <laughs> enter a, a menu to go up the stairs. Yeah, that's <laughs> also,
0: like, I was I was going to say, like, do you want all of, like, NES-era game padding? So, like, have a game that's two hours padded with, uh, yeah, you know, several hours of backtracking and lost progress if you make one mistake and stuff like that.
1: But let's say that... Um, Let's say that we could get uh, a new Crystalis style game, right? Like Crystalis is an action adventure game on the mm-hmm. Nintendo. Um, so let's say somebody did make something like that. If you basically just reskinned it and gave it a new story, I would happily, you know, purchase that. Um, and maybe change if- the
0: level cap situation. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, there are some quality of life improvements that perhaps could be made. Uh actually I think I saw while I was looking at the um the translation that there are other rom hacks that are just like yeah, Crystalis but with quality of life improvements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like I I think there's room for improvement on old style games but while maintaining sort of um you know Aesthetic things and like development sense of what was available on the console at the time. Like, uh, producing games that are what we imagined they were when we played them originally, right? Like, if I go yeah. back now and I played the original Legend of Zelda, I'm like, wow, I was supposed to figure out that I had to like put the bridge on this one space of water and walk over, and there's a secret door there. Um, but if i could have a game that was like the original legend of zelda but actually good with you know my adult brain that'd be cool and so i'm i've i've been big into this sort of it's not really even homebrew i wouldn't call it it's just like indie development on classic systems and i think that's super cool so um i went ahead and supported this one and uh i look forward to supporting more in the future
0: so, like, what what kind of RPG is it? Is it sort of like a Dragon Warrior style? Um,
1: it's like a tactical RPG, which is kind of, like, looking at it, it looks like it's way beyond what should be possible on the Game Boy Color. But then I've also recently been looking at, like, late Game Boy Color games and realizing what the system was really capable of once people, like, learned all the tips and tricks um, so yeah, it's like a, uh, tactics game if you're familiar with, like, old Fire Emblem and stuff.
0: I mean, um, there wasn't really a whole lot of time between the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy Advance, I think, right? Like,
1: um, what, Game Boy Color maybe came I'm, out, what, like, 99 or 2000 or something? Um, when did the Game yeah, Boy Advance come out?
0: Game Boy Advance came out in, like, 2001. Did it? I think so. Because then the SP came out in 2003.
1: Yeah, it did. Um,
0: Maybe it was a little bit I mean, earlier than for the Game no, Boy Color. Uh, yeah,
1: 1998. Interesting. No, I guess... Um, yeah, so
0: like only three years for the Game Boy Color to exist. So yeah, it makes sense that it didn't really get a chance to be utilized. It was kind of just a special Game Boy.
1: Yeah, I mean... And in it terms it... <laughs> of how it was able to get used. Yeah, it basically was. Um, But, uh... Yeah, I guess it's one of those weird things where because of the time in my life that it popped up or whatever, it's like, okay, it spans, you know, the me going into middle school into like me in high school or whatever. And it seems like such a vastly long period of time. And it's like, no, it was like three years, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so... It seems in my mind like a much longer history, but apparently not.
0: So, do they say like how close they are, sort of like? Because you said like most of it's they got really far in production. So, like, is there a timeline, sort of Um, predicted?
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I read it at the time that I backed it, um, and I don't remember now. (laughs) Such (laughs) such great and wonderful. Uh, discussion on this episode of the Game Cold podcast. Would you
2: like yeah, well, me I'll put a I'll put a to help with some breaking news?
0: Oh, you broke some news?
2: No, I didn't. But <laughs> thirty-five minutes ago put it back together. right before we started. Mortal Kombat developer potentially working on Super Smash Bros style game called Multiverses. What? So it's a cross port <laughs> crossover platform fighter like smash bros but with wb characters like shaggy gandalf uh, tom and jerry batman harry potter stuff like that
1: (laughs) like i get that they just did the nintendo all-star this was in development
2: since before that
0: nickelodeon you mean smash brothers is the nintendo all-star brawl yeah
1: yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, so there's I the meant.
0: Nickelodeon one, right, which, like, was fun. And, I mean, like, it seems to be decently, like, I think everyone's, like, I think it lived up to its moderate hype, if that makes sense, right? Like, people <laughs> were think were hoping that it would be, it wouldn't, no one was saying it was going to be as good as Smash Brothers from, like, a, like, development quality standpoint, yeah. just because, like, there's probably not as much funding behind it as Smash Brothers. No. There's not as much iteration on it. Um, but like, you know, I think it did pretty well. And I'm wondering if, you know, people or other companies are like, well, I mean, we have like a million IP. That's all that we do as big old media companies now is just eat up everybody's IP and don't let them use it for anything. So why not just throw them all into a video game and hope that people will buy it just based on IP alone.
2: This (laughs) reportedly has been in development since before that game was announced.
0: Reportedly. Well, I mean, that's fair. Maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't. Yeah. This
2: originally came from a Reddit leak from a burner account, so it wasn't no one took it seriously, but then it got mm-hmm. trademarked by Warner Bros. So
1: that is interesting. So here's what the if they
0: thing just though. Saw that yeah, that that's, what like, was that's a good idea. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs>
2: Random Reddit I person. I guess
1: when you first said that the Mortal Kombat developer was working on like a cross IP game, I thought that it was going to be like uh you can do fatalities on Tekken characters <laughs> or something. <laughs> but now it sounds like uh, you're going to be able to do uh, fatalities on, like, uh, Wacko.
0: It sounds... I guess, yeah, I mean, that would be fun, right? Like, I'm sure Yeah, Animaniacs would, would definitely get... And, like, it, they have the Animaniacs, like, Hulu show, yeah. right? So, like, it wouldn't be, like, it would be relevant to their business currently as well. Um But I wonder because like you're getting at that point, you're starting to get into like live action properties.
1: It is. So I, I did just go. I went to Mortal Kombat on Wikipedia and at the bottom it says Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment and you open it and it says Asheron's Call, Batman, Blood, Condemned, Defender, Fear, Game Party, Gauntlet, Harry Potter, Injustice, Joust, Lego, Middle Earth, Mortal Kombat, Rampage. Scribble Knots, Spy Hunter, and Touchmaster.
0: Yep. Those are the properties that they own or the properties in this potential video properties game. Properties they own.
1: Uh, it, Yeah, so it, I mean, in theory, you could have uh, like Batman versus Lego Batman versus uh, Harold Potter. Um,
0: Batman versus Lego Batman versus the sprite that appears when you type Batman in Scribble Knots. Uh-
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, also, what, like Red Elf or something? Red Warrior needs
2: food badly.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like...
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's plenty of companies who could make their own, like, we have a million IP, we'll put them in a fighting game and have them punch each other. Um, I guess it's just one of those things where it's like, is the reason that that hasn't been done in the past because... It just hasn't, no one thought it would be successful or was like untested, right? Like there's a lot of things where it's like maybe this sounds like a good idea, but a lot of businesses will just pick something that they know will work rather than something that they're not sure they can emulate the success of Smash Brothers.
2: gamers are Um, an oppressed people, so catering to them (laughs) is going to lose you money.
0: But at the same time, you also wonder if there's an element of, like, how hard is it to get something like this with, like, the actual appeal to – like, with Smash Brothers, right? Like, there's sort of a built-in element of it's a bunch of video game characters, right? So the people who like those characters are also people who like video games. And platform fighters – are not very accessible to people who aren't familiar with video games in general, perhaps even not really ex- not really um, accessible to people who haven't played platform fighters <laughs> like yeah I mean there it is not intuitive like Mario Kart right <laughs> Mario Kart's intuitive. anyone like the reason Mario Kart is so successful is because anyone can pick up and play Mario Kart decently well. With, like, almost no understanding of video games prior, right? I I don't think that that's the case with a platform fighter.
2: (laughs) That might have been the case, but now that the Nicktoons one where they don't have the characters from video games, they have characters from other media. So there isn't that crossover from people who like video games to necessarily, like, support them, and it's still worked. I I mean I don't know how guess, successful it actually is in terms of sales.
1: But, yeah, I guess I guess that's the thing that you have to keep in mind is that like, okay, for Nintendo, uh if Nintendo can uh take people who are interested in, you know, their Mario games and Pokemon and so on, and then be like, oh yeah, have you ever actually tried uh you know Star Fox? Well here Star Fox is in the game and you're like, hmm, Star Fox, I've never actually played that. Let me go buy a Star Fox video game and then simultaneously like you start bringing in uh you know Cloud or whatever and then people are like hmm yeah well I play all these Nintendo games but now I'm going to you know play uh Final Fantasy and then Final Fantasy people are like whoa cool they got Cloud let me buy Smash Brothers you know maybe I should give that a shot that's neat I played it at a friend's house so like there's cross sales um meanwhile are people really gonna go buy something from Spongebob because he's in Nintendo cartoon brawler all-star whatever I keep saying Nintendo
0: (laughs) Nickelodeon uh but yeah so that's yeah that's the thing right like cause like even even when it's completely internal dealing with a bunch of disparate IPs can be like a major financial nightmare and just logistical nightmare like there's all yeah, trying to all these, like standards and practices and like this is all these are all of our style guides on how these characters have to be represented in all of these different forms and they're all headed up by different departments and like there's different contracts about licensing and who can do what with what and if it's in a video game or if it's in a movie or if it's a disney spider-man or a sony spider-man and then they have a public <laughs> battle and they try to get people to care about who wins the spider-man movie wars and it's like we both don't really like either of you stop trying to make us pick <laughs> (laughs) sides and just someone spend a bunch of money to make a spider-man movie already i don't need to hear about it so what i'm saying is like a a big crossover event is not like the easy money that it might sound like because it's like a really difficult game to make even just getting all the ip stuff coordinated and like i think maybe nick it works at uh, nickelodeon it works a bit better because there's probably a certain level of synergy with that right like it's probably they probably mostly focused on their like original content that is probably under the nicktoons umbrella but like yeah. with uh like this uh, warner brothers concept right a lot of that is acquired ip right like it's not developed (laughs) in-house from Warner Brothers, right? It's Warner Brothers licenses it or, you know, has the rights to video games and like certain elements and the rules in those (laughs) contracts are probably really different from each other.
1: Sorry. I just had a thought about like people who argue about this stupid uh, Twitter user like end user license agreement where it says like that they have a universal right to republish anything that you post it's like well yeah because they're putting the things that you say on the internet that doesn't mean that they get to make a movie if you tweet a movie (laughs) concept but like but imagine if twitter went out and made a platform twitter battle all stars yeah. <laughs> and just we're like, well, you signed the end user license agreement. That means that we can we, we have universal rights to publish your image. So we're taking your profile image from the top Twitter I users. I was
2: thinking more along the lines of just your tweet, like a big, like a yeah. screenshot of just a little rectangle with five words in it from you and <laughs> they're like, Yep, this is the one of the main characters. This is the DLC character for yes. our, our platform fighter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I yes. mean, if a bunch of other people start doing it, it'll, again, it'll be interesting. I don't know if I'll play any of them, but it'll be interesting to see if a bunch of people will try to get into this space. And it'll be good because, like, a lot of these the time, you know, people fighting game studios that are, like, Have histories with more indie style projects or fighting games will get a time a chance to work in a more like you know license under a big name environment which like I'm sure like for whatever the team that made the Nickelodeon uh platform fighter like if they continue like I don't know how long they're sort of like set on continuing support for that game before they would move on to a new project but like. It'll certainly help them moving on to whatever new projects that they want to do. So, like, it's the only people who really stand to lose out from this are the big companies trying to put all their IP (laughs) in one place. So, like, there is probably a net positive no matter what. There's
2: still the fact (laughs) that this is just a rumor as of yet and hasn't been officially confirmed despite the the trademark. There, there is, there were the rumors that uh, they were working on a injustice style game that was DC versus Marvel, and that would also fit under the title of multiverses. Ver, I don't know how to multiverses. <laughs> it's versus, like Batman versus Superman, but multiverses.
0: Yeah, multiverses who? Who's multi, and who is he versing? You'll have to find out in the sequel. (laughs) In multi versus... Not multi versus who, multi versus two. Yeah, (laughs) multi Um,
2: versus two.
0: I think it might actually be time for us to move on to games that we've been playing in recent times. Oh my goodness, have I played games? Have I had time? I can start, because the game that I played in recent times was Pacross, but not just any (laughs) Pacross, but a Pacross that I made from the ground up. Uh, At my job, they put me in a C++ training, online training program uh, to help me brush up my skills, and the last thing was a capstone project where they're like, you know, make something like a video game, and I was like, did you say Uh, video (laughs) game? Sick. And so I made made and and it's not very good, but it does work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, it opens up a, win. you put in, you you have to open it from the terminal, but <laughs> you put in a number, and if it's between three and nine, it'll make a Picross board of that size, and I'll put in the little numbers that tell you how to do it, um, and then if you click, it'll either turn the square into a black square if it's correct, or a red square if it's wrong, and that's Picross.
2: But, uh... Are the solutions as mean as
0: Wario's? Uh, yes. Probably because they're completely <laughs> randomly generated. <Fantastic. laughs> so they're not even all technically like possible to logic out.
1: <laughs> necessarily.
0: There's also a very, very rare chance, though it did happen to me once, is a very Sorry. rare chance that it'll generate a board that's already solved because it has no squares to knock out. No.
1: Yeah, I, um... I remember goofing around with um, Minesweeper, the original one on like Windows 3.1, and having it be like, okay, put it on the easiest mode and the biggest thing, and then just like, if you click anywhere, you win. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you're
0: like guaranteed not to... Um...
1: Yeah, you have to be really unlucky to actually click on the uh, one mine that is in this massive field.
0: Well, I think also Minesweeper is set up so that it generates it after your first click, so that it always makes your first click not a bomb.
1: I don't remember. I mean, yeah, I would have been like six. <laughs> but, um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah, no, I, I was remembering, uh, f- I, when I was in college, um, I was in my last semester of my degree, and they released a game programming course after I was like done with computer science. I was like, "Okay, I have one slot to fill uh for an elective. I'm going to take this game programming course um and I ended up making some kind of weird pong game, but it had like randomized wind or something." <laughs> Like, wow, what a that game! Sounds fantastic. Brilliant game development, yeah. But it, it is cool to hear that uh, Joseph is developing uh, Picross with roguelike elements. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Recently. Jetty, it's, I already told you the title of my fantasy Picross game fantasy as in like it's what I would want, not like, yeah. Dungeons & Dragons. My dream trusting. Picross game is Picolus Ross' oh, Super yes. Picross <laughs> featuring Peyton <laughs> by Numbers. <Great. laughs> which is just a regular... It's just Picross, um, but it has Kid Uprising like dialogue <laughs> that plays over <laughs> while you're solving the board. Oh my goodness.
2: Which I think
0: would be a good addition to Picross, yeah. right? Because, like when you get to the boards of, like, a certain size, you get to the point where, like, well, I need to put a podcast on because I'm kind of just, like, mm. half of this game is just me staring at this board looking for a square to knock out and I'm not actually physically doing anything. So having something on in the background would be neat, I think. It would also what? probably be uh, completely unfeasible to record a ton of dialogue for a game like this, but that's my dream Picross game.
1: What if you also had enemies? So it was like... um like what is it? The little guy who swears. What is it he was <laughs> in uh, Wreck It Ralph?
0: Oh, uh, Kubert <laughs>
1: Yeah, thank you. I like I had the name, and then it just immediately blanked on me as the moment that I went to say it. But you know that you have like the little things that are hopping around and like messing up your board. <laughs>
0: Maybe I feel, levels, like you would, get, I feel like that would I feel like that would undo antagonist. the joy of cross though cross. as like a meditative <laughs> exercise, which is what it is for me.
1: Yeah. But just something. <laughs> I don't I, there, know if it would actually be entertaining to do.
0: There is. We enjoyed cooperative picross, obviously, yes. with uh yes. Mario picross. I wonder if there is a way to make good competitive picross. you so can solve it first? Right. <laughs> I guess. Well, but like, that would
1: be it. But like, if you could mess up if your you had like, Mario uh, like, Kart attack. style power-ups. To- <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like,
0: oh, okay, no, 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 this could work. You could make this work, right? Because, like, you could have – it would just be about, like, hiding information. Like, I don't – I think it wouldn't be fun if it would, like, undo your progress. Hmm. But, like, if it, like, just – like, you're trying to solve it and if you do something, right, like, if you get a whole board knocked – like, not a whole board, but, like, a whole row or a whole column knocked yeah. out, you could send over a thing that, like, rem- <laughs> like for, you know, 10 to 20 seconds – made one of their rows or columns, like, completely blank. Yeah. Like, just so that you couldn't see what the numbers were. Or that you yeah. couldn't see what you had knocked out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You could make it work. So. Yeah. Honestly, you could probably also just do a board that isn't square. I feel like I've never actually seen that, even though that's, like, a super simple, like, permutation of it. I'm sure someone has done it. But, um... In most games they really are just yeah. like squares. I don't know. Anyway, so that was my time. I might mess around with it more. Uh it just got approved and sealed of approval, so now I can do whatever I want with, with it. Nintendo without...
2: seal of approval.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe I'll put it on Nintendo Switch. I don't know if the SDL two mm-hmm. or no yeah, S D L two library would oh. work with the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I got it to do graphics because that's what the course suggested I use so it wasn't made in a game engine it's just pure C++ and it's probably not the best way to make a video game because it's kind of a pain apparently it's how <laughs> they made Angry Birds though mm-hmm. uh, Jetty have you been playing any video games in recent times
1: Um, I was I think I briefly mentioned uh, <clears throat> Eastward and no I already talked about Garden story. I kept wanting to say grape story. It's not called grape story. It's <laughs> called garden story. But it's grape. about a grape. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So, um, I, but I, I've been <sighs> rather busy as of late. Have not had a lot of time to video many games. Um, but uh, I have been thinking lately about getting back to streaming that. Were I to play, I think that's part of the thing is that like I feel like I should be being productive and playing a video game does not seem very productive. But were I to be streaming, yeah. I would feel slightly a- as <laughs> if I were doing something worthwhile <laughs> with my time.
0: Um, I mean, we could do Saturday morning pacross. Oh, that would be. Yes.
1: Fun. Oh man. Saturday Cause like morning.
0: that would be, that would, be, that would be Saturday <laughs> afternoon pacross for me
1: yeah yeah, yeah, but it would work. no, I um, I would be, yeah, that's something that I could see myself doing.
2: I do really want to like get more into game Cola, but there isn't a lot of opportunity for that right now,
0: <laughs> yeah, I kind of moving to London kind of like threw everything off, huh, didn't it? I should have thought about that before moving to London, <laughs> that it would be very inconvenient for everyone else at game Cola,
2: yeah dare you live your life, traitor? <laughs>
1: how, how dare you look out for your own well-being and your uh, career?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm still recording this podcast at 8 p.m. like we always do. I don't know what's <laughs> up with you guys. And I was under a bed sheet back home too, so this really isn't that different. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Blue, have you been playing any video games in recent times?
2: Uh, whatever. I was playing last month, which was like a decade ago in my time. Uh, I think I finished it. Um, I think I played a few Mega Man games.
0: Oh, yeah, tell me about that. You have to. You're (laughs) legally obligated. Tell me about Mega Man. Which ones did you Uh, play?
2: I started with one. Mm, rookie mistake. I realized I'm very <laughs> bad at it, so I had to heavily use the rewind feature, which.
0: No, but Mega Man One is also just like not well designed for a newcomer. Like, there's just a lot of stuff in there that isn't very well communicated, and it's weird, and a lot of weird, gross mechanics that don't work well, and even like the like Mega Man is known for like tight controls, right? Like yeah, and really he's, like, slippery. Mega Man 1 actually I has...
2: I started yeah. in my platformer and he was slippery. And
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got, like, just a little bit of ice physics and 1. So, yeah, 1 is, like, the worst one to start with because <laughs> it's just, just not as good. Well,
2: I, I, play, I replayed it a few times so that I would get slightly better and rely less on the rewind mechanic, even though... After like the third time beating it, I was still very heavily using it. I could, I could do like some stuff and not die. It was, it's weird cause I've like played platformers and I've played even platformers with like shooting mechanics. And so I'm like, oh, I'm alright at sight reading. I know this is a difficult game, but I'm sure I won't suck at it that bad. And then I encounter the little shell helmet guy that is the first bot or the first enemy or whatever and then i'm like oh it's a goomba equivalent surely it will not shoot at me because <laughs> game design dictates that enemies that would shoot at you in a game like this will appear later on in the game and then it was like oh no it is killing me i am dead it has bullets and is i'm getting knocked back very far and into pits of spikes
0: Oh, yeah, that's the other thing about Mega Man 1 is that you don't get spike in invincibility when you're damaged. Yeah. In all the other Mega Man games, if you get hit you in just spikes, you don't die. You don't know. In, in 1, you just yeah. die. In every other Mega Man game, you get, like, a period of, like, yeah. uh, invincibility. In 1, you just die,
2: and I was not, I was not ready <laughs> for that. Yeah. Uh, but... After, like, replaying it three times and getting a tiny bit better each time, I moved on to 2, which is my favorite so far, aside from some choices they made near the end. There's, like, a random mini-boss where you need, like, the crash bombs. And you need, uh-huh. like, uh-huh. a lot of uh-huh. them or else uh-huh. it's just
0: pointless and you have to go uh-huh. back in the... You need all of them, yeah. actually. You need every mm-hmm. single one. You need to not use Crash Bomb, one of the eight weapons that you're given in the game where you're supposed to use weapons I think to complete I challenges and they put a whole bunch of walls wrong, there.
2: So but, that... like, earlier in the level, there, I think there's a wall that you destroy with Crash Bombs. Oh.
0: They're all over. And so, They're I all over. S- we spent like, <laughs> it's such an a bad hour, design like, trying to
2: figure out what to do. And I was just like, Oh, nothing there. You can't. So I had to go you back to earlier into, th- I had to die and then go back earlier into the level and then kill a bunch of enemies, but leave the room and then come back so they'd respawn and then eventually get enough of the refills. Cause when you die, it doesn't refill your weapon.
0: Yeah, you get a you get a refill if you get a game over. Um, so either you have to. Uh, I just farmed enemies or, by yeah.
2: repeatedly
0: entering a room and killing them. Which enemies were you? Were you weren't farming, <laughs> blue, blue. Please tell me you weren't farming sniper joes. I don't remember. I don't know. Were you? I know. Probably not. that guys because in big I hate those and big mega and
2: I have no idea how to deal with them.
0: 'Cause there's a room where you can just stand with the wood man's weapon, uh, the leaf shield and uh tellies will fly into you and Yeah, that's what field. I did.
2: That's exactly <laughs> what I okay. did.
0: Okay. Okay. That's much easier than fighting the big guys yeah, and the giant Yeah, I don't understand even how invincible. to fight
2: a sniper Joe. Like every other enemy, I eventually learn at least a way to deal with them or Just, like, run past them or whatever. But those ones, they just hurt and won't die.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of, like, ways. But, again, like, yeah, Mega Man 2 is, like, probably the biggest improvement. Yeah between a mega man game and its predecessor it but definitely, it's definitely near lot of the end of the
2: game just... when i had like a bunch of weapons and was like switching between them and doing neat stuff i was like okay i get mega man now at least a little bit more than i did and then i did i finished 2 and i played through 3 which uh i didn't like as much as 2 but it did have the little slide that i had w- i wished was in 2 mm-hmm on multiple occasions. Yep,
0: slide's great.
2: And two, I was like, oh, I, I wish I could slide here. That would be great, but I can't. And then I moved on to four and I got through most of it and then I didn't have time to play things for like four more weeks. It was fun.
0: Well, I'm interested to hear what you think about four through six because those, I, I, like, I'm definitely late NES era. Fan, I think We're that big they did get better for to be
2: honest. I like Bright Man's stage, it like makes you rethink some stuff, mainly like the run and shoot everything you see because that actually hinders you. So that was a neat moment, mm-hmm. but uh, so far it's not not very not my favorite. Another game yeah, I, mean, I really played five months the last game was Spaceboat. Which I got a free code for, and wrote a little first impressions article for, which I think will be out before this.
1: Yeah, yeah it, it should be out on Monday, because um, I wanted to make sure it was timely for the Kickstarter, mm-hmm. which you can go and support. You you listeners out there who might want to play a game about a cat that <laughs> is in climbs into a mac some and kind solves of, crime. Yeah. Like, it is pretty great is that, like, you see this character walking around and there's just, like, a small patch of, like, open space where you see a cat's yeah, and face. You and you have that googly is, eyes on your <laughs> mech suit.
2: It's great. Yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, I think I did a serviceable job on that article for never writing anything like it before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, hopefully... uh the developers appreciate it, and hopefully, some uh, Game Cola readers out there will appreciate it and check out d- the game.
2: I think I said like a few not great things about the game, but I hope they don't hate me.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's uh, currently in development, and you were getting an early release preview build, so I'm sure uh, some of these issues will be solved by the time that the game is completed after uh, they get a whole bunch of money from Kickstarter. Yeah.
2: Which you should go give to right now, listeners. Yes.
0: And with that call to action, I think it is time (laughs) for our other calls to action that we do at the end of every single podcast, the Game Cola podcast, hashtag the GCPC. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Game Cola podcast. If you like what you heard, please be sure to check us out on our actual internet website, GameCola.net, where you can read articles like the one that Blue brought up, and you can see the other podcasts that we've done all, you know... Literally over a decade of content and articles from all the way back when this website was just a newsletter that Paul Francis sent out to people's <laughs> hotmails. Two decades.
2: We're getting close.
1: The uh, the call to action there was that you should thank yourself. <laughs> it, it was it was the. Uh, command version of thank you <laughs> we were telling you that you should <laughs> <laughs> programmed in c um if you
0: if you like the jokes like this that jetty just told about weird language things that i didn't get for a period of time <laughs> that jetty was trying to tell the joke it, uh, the, the best type of joke us... is the one that you
1: have to explain <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: exactly uh you can follow us on our youtube channel where we post other podcasts and video content uh, that youtube channel is of course called gc.net the letter g the letter c the word dot the word net you can follow us on facebook and twitter just search soon you won't game soon Cola. you won't
2: be able to follow us on facebook because facebook won't be facebook anymore
1: oh yeah i heard about that mm. i mean honestly i haven't paid attention to facebook yeah. in like Five years,
0: Blue. You can't just drop something like this on me at the end of a podcast. What are you talking oh, about? <laughs> Give me two sentence summary. Facebook is
1: changing. They're its they're, name. they're going back to their uh, their like two thousand six roots and uh, removing all of the vowels or something. So it's going to be like I don't.
2: Oh, I didn't hear that. I, I just that... they were going to announce what they're I mean... changing their name and they're announcing what it is like next month or something.
1: Uh the actual well, yeah. I guess that's the thing. Is I think that the um, the the company is changing from Facebook to FCBK or something equally stupid. Um, I don't know what the actual website's going to be called. It's kind of like the whole. I'm really hoping it's the Facebook. <laughs> the Facebook, yes. <laughs> um, Hashtag
0: the, the FB. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag the FBCK. Hashtag
2: the. Yeah.
1: F-B. Um, um. It's like the Google Alphabet yeah. stupid thing.
0: Um, what else? Uh, if you want to send an email to the podcast, you can do a podcast at GameCola.net, or you can join our Discord. It's linked in our Twitter. It's linked on the article. You can find one of us and we'll tell you how to get to the Discord. It's a cool place to hang out, uh, and talk about video game news and discussion and memes. And what did we talk about most recently on the GameCola Discord? Uh... Yeah,
1: we were talking about uh, Pokemon, and uh, Jetty
0: really wants me to go on my Pokemon I, rant, but I, I'm gonna save it for when Pokemon comes out next month.
1: Yeah, it was a good one. I was really interested. Like, I didn't have time to actually sit and be too involved, but I came back and like scrolled up and read the whole 82 pages of discussion. Thing. <laughs> it
0: was, like, it was <laughs> like, like, like 80, 81 of those pages was just me. <laughs> But yeah, uh, like you we're going just, on about
1: I, like design characteristics and everything. Like yeah, it was it
0: was a good time. And I it, just Yeah. If I say it now, like the game's yeah. gonna come out in a month and then like everything I say is gonna be like proved wrong. So I I just want the actual video game to exist before I say a whole bunch about Pokemon as a franchise. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm just setting myself up for Carmetic Retribution.
1: <laughs> and uh For, like, the eighth time in the Discord's history, I posted Thomas the Dank Engine. (laughs) Oh, and then Brancliffe used my, my, the one that I cut, uh, the, the patent of the guy standing up and yelling McDonald's at his screen to get the (laughs) ad to go away. (laughs) Which is (laughs) ungrateful. (laughs) That's, yeah. (laughs) Please. You, you will enjoy visiting our uh, Discord. Come I told people to,
2: to great binge place. the first four seasons of Young Justice because I can't because I'm Canadian and they don't want my money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Game Cola Podcast. Have a wonderful time of day, wherever it is, whenever it is, you are listening to this podcast and we will see you next month. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.
2: Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't let the vampires bite Oh,
1: yeah, because of yeah. Halloween
0: that was previous to this podcast. Only by a f- <laughs> few hours.
1: Depending on Depending on you your are. regional
2: accent. And how good your costume is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you sound like this it was recently <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good joke. <sighs> okay, well we got the coda, so that's good.
1: Yeah. And it wasn't one that you had to clip from the middle and put Mm -hmm. at the end. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Those are the best kinds.